Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues this new year, and we'll be in Omaha, Nebraska, talking with Louis Hazard from the Scabby Ghouls, a bass player's The Bag. It's a high-quality, leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the United States with the finest craftsmanship, a beautiful, sophisticated, very cool overall appearance. They're made of some of the finest high-quality leather and cushion available and meant to last literally a lifetime. They have over 30 years in the leather industry. They're extremely proud to introduce a whole line of gig bags targeted to both the skilled professional as well as me, you know, the fun-seeking novice. Their hope is that you'll love their bags as much as they do. The Bag, from Tony Vaughn Base Bags. Tony Vaughn, www.tonyvaughnvaughn.com. The website is up, it's down. It's up, it's down as websites go. So I always tell people, if you can't find them at TonyVaughn.com, check out Tony Vaughn Base Bags on Facebook, or just go to Sweetwater or Musician's Friend and look up Tony Vaughn Base Bag or The Bag, which is an entire leather gig bag family of products. The Bag. And Tony Vaughn's pretty cool, too. You got to meet him. He's a really cool bass player. Unlike Louis Hazard from the Scabby Ghouls, who's an incredible guitar player. Now, your style is punk, right? Would you call it punk? Yes. Uh, uh, the Scabby Ghouls is a punk rock band. Uh, we definitely incorporate uh, a little more than that, too. Uh, obviously, we have we have uh, you know some rock and roll and heavy metal elements thrown in there, but we, we consider ourselves a, a pop punk band. Okay. And what makes a pop, a punk rock band a punk rock band? Um, for me, uh, primarily, it's about attitude. I mean, uh, typically, punk rock is consists mostly of of power chords and and pretty uh, simple guitar work and musicianship, uh, with a lot of attitude that sort of uh, flies in the face of convention or authority, um, and and kind of does its own thing outside of of uh, of, of any constriction. Uh, of genre or or um, you know sense of, of propriety <clears throat> okay so i thought they were going somewhere there okay yeah uh, i think of it i call it angry rock yeah yeah you know, attitude rock it's like it's like music with a chip on its shoulder saying come on come on i dare you i dare you come yeah. on i dare you you know absolutely um what punk was just coming about when i was just getting out of radio um I may be just getting into radio, I guess, because I I debuted the fabulous Poodles on my radio station down in Joplin, Missouri. Uh-huh. And and my station manager called me up and he said, what the hell is that? I said, it's, it's, it's this new wave of music. Because New Wave was also a new age song or era or a genre, I guess, a new genre. Yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah, so uh, take that off. <laughs> no sir i said i'm following your format your format says i have to play this song every 90 minutes well that's too much for that kind of crap (laughs) so we put in a different rotation got played like every three days or something like (laughs) that's funny (laughs) 
but uh yeah that's that that was it was it was a song called mirror star that was my introduction to to punk rock very cool yeah and later on uh this year actually there's a band called the glass prism are you familiar with them um no i'm not they're the i believe the first punk rock band in the united states and they've been playing for like 40 years wow called the glass prism they're out of new york and uh, they're gonna be on the show with us so yeah it's kind of neat Wow, I'm surprised I, I haven't heard of them because I've, I've read a lot about the New York punk scene when I was young. Did you? Yeah, check them yeah. out. The Glass Prism. I think you'll, you know how bands go. You know they, I think they hit it real hard and they kind of fade, and then punk got a re like a a rebirth. Yeah, and it's almost resurging now. Like I get a lot of punk bands on this podcast. It's I'm surprised how many punk musicians come on this podcast because first I would think it's really not their thing. You know yeah, the whole yeah. anti-authority angst kind of thing but uh now you and it's who's in your band it's you and your wife you and your girlfriend yeah it's it's my wife uh dallas hazard and uh uh clay clayton goliath Pay, pace plays the bass uh, i've known him for for over 10 years now and oh, wow. uh and my good friend uh nate plays drums I've, I've also known him for a really long time and um clay and i met years ago when we were in other bands that were playing a lot of shows together and i've always thought a lot of him and uh one of his other bands actually played our wedding reception oh wow. uh, back in 2015 and uh, uh nate and i have been in metal bands that have played a lot of shows together in the past and he he's been in nate's been in the scabby ghoul since i think 2018 and clay joined in 2019 uh they're both that's our, like our second rhythm section uh uh-huh. So there's there was a little lineup change in the first couple of years, but that's pretty much been the the lineup for for most of our history. Tell me the evolution of the Scabby Ghouls. How did that come about? Um, I was in punk bands and pop punk bands when I was 16, 17, 18 years old. Uh, I grew up wanting to do this very much. My brother and I, um, I found a Green Day CD when I was like eight years old. And I heard uh, that and I was just, that's when I knew I wanted to do this. And I grew up watching music videos on, on MTV and VH1. And I always fantasize about being a musician. And yep. I got my first acoustic guitar when I was eight or nine years old. Wow. Um, so that's for you, man. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. And thank you to my parents uh, <laughs> for, for supporting me and believing in me. I, um, so from like Green Day and Blink-182, we got into, you know, The Clash and The Ramones and The Dead Kennedys and The Sex Pistols and, and all of that stuff. And I, I grew up wanting to play punk rock and I was in punk rock bands when I was young. And then I kind of transitioned in my later teens and early 20s into playing heavy metal and I got very into death metal. Uh, and I was in a lot of metal bands uh, and I hadn't really been in a punk band in a long time. And I was just listening to some punk records uh one day just kind of feeling nostalgic i was listening to the distillers and my oh, wife wow. heard it and my wife hadn't heard it before and she just loved it and she was like we should start a band and i said yeah absolutely you know i mean i wouldn't like to do that uh you know do the john johnny and june carter cash thing it would be it's it's so <laughs> special and um so we got her a guitar she learned it so fast and she's such a natural vocalist uh yeah. It just really took off. I mean, I just started it as something fun to do with her. I didn't, I never could have anticipated uh, what an amazing talent she is. I mean, I could have anticipated she's she's a very uh, a, a talented and intelligent person, and that was that was always obvious. But I mean, she just took the music uh, 
really in an amazing way and the band really became something special very quickly that's uh, kind of funny because you made a reference of johnny cash june carter and they're like such iconic country singers yeah 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 <laughs> and, like, and uh, here you come. And mary ford yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's not quite the same as as pop punk right <laughs> yeah yeah but it's uh you know it, it all it's all related uh music is the stream from which we all drink uh and i i grew up listening to, to johnny cash and les paul as well and okay. um i like music of all kinds uh really and i i think scabby's a punk band but everything that i've listened to and played uh informs it uh and and, I'm, and the same for for everyone else who's in the band uh uh, we bring in elements of a, of a lot of other genres and try to do something different on different songs. You know, we have like a surf song, we have kind of a reggae song, uh, we have some oh, okay. heavy metal elements, uh, some twangy kind of country rock stuff on on the spaghetti western song and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the music scene in Omaha. Is it receptive to uh, punk rock? Is it? Yes, yes, and. Um, I've been playing music live in Omaha for 20 years and I've watched it kind of go up and down in the early two thousands. Uh, it was really going, uh, hard and really kind of raging and it was, uh, you know, I was mesmerized by it. I, I used to hang out at a place called the ranch bowl. Mm -hmm. Uh, and everyone came out. I mean, I was there five, six nights a week. It was just the place to hang out no matter who was playing and, yeah. and, uh, people, just came to shows and um shortly I'd, I'd been hanging out from i was like 16 to 18 and then when i was 18 the place closed and there was no all ages venues um so i really had nowhere to go for a few years and uh over the next few years kind of into the late 2000s and early 2010s i feel like local music kind of went downhill and now it's been climbing again for the last uh 10 years that I've been playing constantly. And I think now we're reaching kind of the crest of another wave. And uh, uh, there's a lot of really good punk bands. There's a lot of really good metal bands. There's a lot of really good indie bands and singer songwriters and stuff. There's a show every night of the week at several venues across town. Um, is there like a going, music, is there like a music district in Omaha or is it kind of splattered around? It's kind of splattered around. Uh, Benson is a very hip part of town and there, there are several venues right there in Benson. Um, uh, and then, and then there are several others kind of scattered all over the city, a couple of downtown, a couple of way out west, uh, yeah. some in Midtown. Um, in St. Louis, like in St. Louis, there's Soulard, there's the Grove District, those yeah. are two, the Central West, and those are three areas. Where I'm from in the in the summertime, Vermont, there's a street called Church Street. And uh, in the area of Church Street, there's probably five or six different venues. Uh, right Beale Street in Memphis, Bourbon Street in New Orleans, you know. It's mm -hmm. it's concentrated. You know, if you go down on Frenchman in New Orleans, you're going to hear music, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you go to uh, St. Charles Street, you're probably going to have food, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in Omaha, you have to kind of know where the music pockets are. I just, just moved back to St. Louis uh, recently, like in uh, right before Thanksgiving, I guess we moved back here. And spend our winters here. And a couple of my my buddies that I had on the show, I said, so where do we go to find you guys or your type of music? I'm like, good luck. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it used to be here or here or here. And it's like, like yeah. it's in Omaha or was in Omaha now. And now you might have a spot over here or a spot over there. And you just got to Uber around if you imbibe in adult beverages, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> so, so the the first song of yours we're gonna we, I wanted to talk about is a song called Body Surfing. So mm-hmm. when when songs come across my desk before I hear them, I think I get an idea of what I think it might be in Body Surfing. I thought, well, I don't know what kind of music this is. So Body Surfing, cool. Maybe we got like uh, safaris kind of music, you know, some old pipeline music, you know, yeah. uh, surfing music, right? And then I yeah. thought Body Surfing. No wait. Then I went to death metal because that's where I always see the body surfing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I turned on your song and went, well, way wrong on both. (laughs) (laughs) So what's body surfing about? How did it come about? Um, Yeah. I mean, we wanted to write uh, a a kind of surfy song. Uh, Dick Dale is the main inspiration on guitar. And um, the, the wrist just came I can always sit down and write music, but it's only occasionally that's sort of like lightning in a bottle, you know, like will yeah. strike. And it's just one of those special things. Like I just got really inspired that day and I wrote that whole song and I've tried to repeat it since and, and try to write another song with that. I've never quite been able to nail it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's Miserloo from Dick Dale uh, try, turned into a punk rock song. Uh, it's the same scale and key as, uh-huh. as Miserloo. Uh, which is one of the first songs I learned on guitar when I was young. Uh, and then my wife wrote all the lyrics and body surfing is it's about taking a body from the morgue and using it as a surfboard. Uh, <laughs> and uh, all of our lyrics, most of our lyrics are, are, are pretty ridiculous like that. Um, the scabby ghouls is supposed to be a campy tongue in cheek, fun kind of Halloween themed band. We're not horror punk. We call ourselves spooky punk. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, it kind of speaks to my wife and I's love for campy horror films and like the show supernatural, um, uh, things that are intentionally goofy like that. And I, th- I think it kind of speaks also to the misfits. The misfits is one of our, our main influences, um, as a band. Uh, and I've, I've seen a lot of press on us say like, Oh, they're great musicians. And if only they weren't so silly and goofy, and I can appreciate that. It's not for everyone, but I think you kind of miss the point. You know, mm-hmm. I, th- I think you can be serious about being goofy and silly. I think that it can be uh, uh, an art unto itself. You know, you don't see a comedian and think, wow, he's a great comedian. If only he could be a dramatic actor. He's not a dramatic actor. He's a comedian. He's a comedian, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're just trying to be fun. We're just a fun band that uh anyone can enjoy i mean not obviously anyone a lot of people we're not for everyone uh but but we're accessible uh it's not there's we don't do anything really aggressive or off-putting uh like some punk bands and that's fine i love that stuff too but we try to be a band that you can just be yourself when you come see us everyone is welcome you can bring your kid to see us um and you can just kind of let loose and have fun with it well let's give this a listen to it sounds fun it's it's fun music, and uh, like I, I said in a, our pre-interview, I'm not a, I don't listen to punk rock. I just don't. It's not my thing. I don't listen to rap, although yeah. I have a whole new appreciation for both of those genres now, having been introduced to it more through this podcast. So that's good. Thank you for that. And now I've got this different take I want to take on it now because I didn't want to put those two together. The Scabby Ghouls is it is kind of fun, kind yeah. of kind yeah. of uh, macabre fun. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The Scabby Ghouls from Omaha, Nebraska, and their first song, Body Surfing.
Scabby Ghouls from Omaha, Nebraska, our guest today here on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. We'll get back and talk to Louis Hazard from the Scabby Ghouls after I talk a little bit about River Ridge Farms, which is Vermont's recreation lover's dream. It's a gorgeous vacation rental nestled in the Green Mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farms, it's an escape to everything wonderful Vermont has to offer. This historic farmhouse is set atop 16 acres of fields, with mountainous views, a pasture, a pond, tree-lined river frontage, go and enjoy this beautiful spot right in the heart of the Green Mountains, along with the multiple nearby ski, mountain resorts, breweries, biking and hiking trails, and other tourist activities. This spot is unique due to its multiple mountain views and the resident farm animals. When you go out there, take a note to the owner, Diana, and say, hey, I really want to interact with your pigs or your cows, your uh she's got these animals that just love to be pet and it's really fun i took my grandson there this past summer and the the one of the hogs was probably 10 times his size and he just had so much fun just petting this filthy nasty little (laughs) pig that had been wallowing in the mud or you know what or just hang out you know just enjoy the comfortable modern farmhouse it sleeps 11 guests comfortably There's enough space there to throw events like weddings, uh, retirement parties, New Year's parties, whatever, or just relax and rejuvenate in the beautiful Vermont landscape. Check them out. River Ridge Farms. They're on Facebook, but when you search for them, you have to search for River Ridge Farms Jeffersonville or through Airbnb, River Ridge Farms Jeffersonville, Vermont. There's lots and lots of resorts or Airbnbs called River Ridge Farms. So to find this one, go to River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville, Vermont's recreation lover's dream. Louis Hazard and the Scabby Ghouls, do you guys vacation in the Northeast at all? Uh, We haven't yet. I would love to go up there. I know it's a beautiful country. That that place sounds lovely. Uh, Yeah, it really is. And uh, the music scene, I tell people this all the time, the music scene in Vermont is one of the best kept secrets in the country. Oh, yeah. We, when I moved up there about eight and a half years ago, we went, there's this place called Radio Bean, who will eventually be a sponsor here, because Lee and I are really good friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sat there, I got there for their 15th anniversary, and they have uh, free pancakes for the first two hours, <laughs> and free free coffee all day long, because originally it was just an old coffee house. Well, uh, the owner, Lee, had has the setup, the stage where like these guys will play over here, while these guys are setting up over here. So yeah, yeah, it's good. For, it's good. for a couple hours, I saw reggae, punk rock, uh, 60s guitar surfer kind of band, a father and son Irish folk duo, a female vocalist, a male vocalist, all you know, singer-songwriter stuff, just bam, bam, bam. And all of them, every one of them, as good as the next one. Wow. And as the day 
progressed, we had the bigger names that showed up that played the circuit more, you know, and just such a cool place. And it's one of those things you could spend 15 hours there on a day like that and never want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell all musicians, they should at least go there and they should at least go to the radio being at least once in their lifetime. So, uh, we were talking about like the macabre image of the scabby ghouls. And I don't see how Mr. Kitty's pizza party <laughs> quite fits in there. Fits into that. So explain yeah, that yeah. to me, will you? Uh, well, my wife and I are cat people and, uh, and my other bandmates have cats too. We have, we have three of them. And, um, uh, so, uh, the song is, yeah, just, um, obviously it's not Halloween themed like the others, but I think it fits with the rest of our stuff with this, this kind of goofy tongue in cheek sort of thing that we're going for. And, uh, yeah, we just had an idea that the, uh, cats would have a birthday party, but <laughs> things would get out of control. They would, they get out the Ouija board and they start playing with that and, and possessing the humans and bending them to their will and sending them to the store for cat food. <laughs> uh, so I guess that is how it fits into our, our macabre kind of thing. Um, uh, uh yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, just, I just seen these cats playing on a Ouija board. Yeah, and hopefully there'll be a there, there should be a music video to go with it soon. Uh we've we filmed it all and we just have to finish editing it. So hopefully we can bring it to life uh visually. Now this is an audio only, but in the background I do see one of your cats walking around behind you every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah are they burn. are they the stars of the video? Yes, yes, they will be. Uh, we have Laverne and Shirley and uh, Mr. Kitty. Uh, I found Laverne and Shirley on a job site a few years ago when I was painting. They were uh -huh. on a pile of leaves. Oh, no uh, kidding. Yeah, they were like three weeks old. They weren't even adoption age. We had to bottle feed them and all kinds of things. It was, wow. it was, very, it was very stressful, but very special. They're, so I, I think they're the, kind of the most special pets I've ever had that I'm the most endeared to because of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're like your kids when you have to nurse them all along like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Mr. Kitty's Pizza Party, uh, to me is, it might be the most special song on the new record. It's the, it's the first song that my wife wrote on the guitar. Uh, and I just love it. Um, that kind of lilting, uh, chromatic, uh, chord progression, you know, it's just dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah. dun, dun. Yeah. It's, it's just consecutive notes, uh, without any, without really a sense of melody and scale, which if you don't do it right, can, sound unmusical but if you do do it right i can i, I love chromatic stuff so much and it, it's yeah. inspired that song inspired me to write some other things in my death metal band uh i just i love what she did with it and the key change that she put in it and um i love watching her write stuff on guitar because i took lessons when i was young and stuff and i can kind of get trapped a little bit in music theory i I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll think of things in terms of scale and i can't break out of that box where she's not in that box and she just writes something and it's so great. She wrote, um, uh, the, uh, this, another song that we're going to talk about later too, the, the spaghetti Western one. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, she just did an amazing job with it. And then, and the, and the lyrics are just so much fun and so funny and, and, uh, paint such an image. And, um, well, we speaking, kind of, of, speaking of painting an image while you're talking about this, I, I have this image of the yeah. band getting together and they all bring their cats. And yeah, they're all yeah. sitting around the table with little party hats on. And yeah. then the, the Domino's guy shows up and you open up the pizza box. And instead of having pepperoni and sausage, you got like 
anchovies and nine lives. <laughs> that's that's so funny you should say that because in the in the music video that we we shot and we just had to finish editing. Uh, uh, um, we're kind of need to get that out there. Um, the uh, like a cat drug dealer shows up. The Clay, the bass player, he's got <laughs> like a long coat on, and he op we open the door and he opens the jacket. And there's catnip and and stuff oh, no. like that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and then in the studio we just went wild with it. I think we spent four Saturdays on this song, and it had forty-seven Pro Tools tracks. Oh wow! Uh, many of which were only a few seconds long. But um, there's synthesizers and uh, like a vibra slap and egg shakers. Uh, uh, the drummer Nate really went to town on it uh, with with those extra percussion instruments, um, yep. maracas and, and and the vibra slap and everything. And we used synthesizer guitar pedals and we he my and nate has a vintage uh casio synthesizer keyboard i think from like 1984 it's like it doesn't have the samples programmed into it it's the original thing with the with the og casio sounds in it and that's wow. and he created he created the the intro the keyboard intro on that uh so that was just so much fun we, between that and uh that spaghetti western song we really kind of took our studio work to another level on this record the first record is all just guitar and bass and and drums and vocals whereas uh with this record on a couple of songs we used uh a lot of other instruments and a lot of other samples and and, and things like that yeah sounds fun let's give it a listen yeah. mr kitty's pizza party here with the scabby ghouls from omaha nebraska on the music of america podcast
Mr. Kitty's Pizza Party. I would not want to be the pizza delivery boy on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Scabby Ghouls and Louis Hazard, our guest here. We're going to talk about a um, uh, two songs in one song we're going to talk about here in a moment. Years ago, I got into an accident at work where I ended up spending an entire month on my stomach while my back wounds were healing. I had scalded and severely burned my lower back. Well, about, about two weeks into my healing, I realized I haven't had a cigarette in two weeks, so I quit smoking. Now, that method worked for me, okay? I don't suggest it to anybody else. But, <laughs> thank goodness, there's a company called Laser Therapy South located just outside of Fort Lauderdale. Since 2003, Laser Therapy South has helped thousands of people all over the world quit smoking, reduce stress, and alleviate chronic and acute pain. Laser Therapy South has developed its own unique approach to tackle both the physiological and habitual components of addiction to help you achieve total success laser therapy it's an acupuncture based treatment that originated in europe and canada about 25 years ago your success your success is measured immediately laser therapy is instantaneous your treatment date is your quit date the laser is sort of a cold or therapeutic laser it doesn't produce heat it doesn't cut tissue in fact most clients report more feeling like having had a massage after treatment laser therapy south www.lasertherapysouth.com where all your questions can be answered. Check them out if you want to quit smoking. Laser Therapy South, where being a quitter is a good thing. Louis Hazard from the Scabby Ghouls. I know you're not a quitter. I'm really mesmerized, I guess, about your story, about uh, you and your wife, and uh, just hearing you talk about her songwriting skills and how inspiring that is to you. As a, I had a bass player that was like that, like you, that he he knew how to play bass, but then he started studying theory and he got locked in his head mm. and, and he lost the feel. Yeah. And your wife comes from that space of feel, right? Yeah, yeah. And learns the, the technical side of it. And just having you talk about a bandmate like that is really respectful. That person is your wife, man. That's so cool. That's so cool to have that synergy, you know? It's so special and... uh, uh... I'm so grateful for it. And I, uh, I never take it for granted. I mean, uh, I'm married to my best friend and, yeah. uh, and I love her with all my heart. And just to have that, not everybody gets that. Um, I'm so grateful just for that. And for us to be in a band together and, and make music together is just so special. And I, it's never lost on me how lucky I am to have that in my life. That's really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. You know, uh, being married to your best friend who also can write and produce music. Yeah. It, it's just, it's something I can't even imagine, you know, and not, yeah. nothing against the women I've had in my life and that have been in my life. It's just, it's, it's, it's how you express a part of you can't usually express music to me. That's what you Yeah, do. yeah. And to have a partner 
that can do that same thing with you and encourage you and empower you to do the same. And you encourage and empower to do the same. That is so special. That's, <laughs> that's, that's destiny with a capital D. Yeah. That's pretty cool. How'd you guys meet? Uh, we met in high school. Um, I, I was one grade ahead of her uh, yeah. at, at Miller North high school. We didn't know each other. Well, we just kind of vaguely, uh, we would talk a little bit at lunch and we would see each other a little bit at the ranch bowl. And, uh, uh, but we were both kind of nervous, shy people. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, um, we, we we didn't date then. Um, when I was in high school, the the only girls I dated were the ones that kind of grabbed me by the hand and said, "Here, come with me." <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> I was I was just very uh, a nervous kind of guy like that. Uh, uh, but uh, so then uh, we reconnected on Facebook. Uh, I guess that would have been like eight years later oh wow yeah so uh she's a big part you wanted to talk about her involvement in the next song and the next song is actually two songs in one right yeah yeah so let's talk about stranger danger slash spaghetti western yeah and, uh it's it's two songs that flow one flows musically into the other they're they're in the same scale and key and we wanted to do a, a thing that i've heard on on several records like on the cd where it goes from one song into the other seamlessly in the track, but the track actually does change. So you can listen to them separately, mm-hmm. but obviously we're a punk rock band who's recording on a shoestring budget. And, uh, the guy that, that makes our records, uh, is excellent. Um, uh, Doug Decker. He, uh, he's kind of a, a local punk legend, uh, himself. He's been playing punk rock here in Omaha since 1987. Uh, and he runs anytime studios and he just does excellent work. Uh, but we couldn't quite figure out how to make those two separate tracks. So, so it, it it's just on one track. Uh, yeah, but um, so it just kind of is this one long super song. And Stranger Danger is uh, about Eileen Warnos, uh, the serial killer who um, uh, was a, a prostitute on highways in Florida and and killed seven of her Johns and wow. was uh, sentenced to lethal injection uh, for six of the murders. Um, and it's just this really kind of uh, in a Bonnie and Clyde kind of light, you know, I mean, that's, that's not a very, it's, 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 a, it's obviously a dark subject, but yeah. in, in typical our fashion, you know, it's just kind of a, a fun breezy uh, song uh, about the thing. And, um, you know, it's not making a, you know, any kind of serious commentary on, on the story. Right. It's just, it's just the inspiration for this kind of um, kind of bitching attitude song yeah. about uh uh about shooting and killing these people <laughs> uh, when when steve martin first came on the scene i remember seeing him either on the smothers brothers or maybe it was early on saturday night live but he came up playing his banjo and he goes you just can't sing you can't not be happy playing a banjo and he starts playing a banjo song he starts singing oh death destruction annihilation and you know, just yeah, yeah, all yeah, these yeah. these tragic words and images it just doesn't fit with a banjo you guys take something like that story and with your presentation, make it work. And it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun song. I think it kind of speaks to uh, some like really old kind of blues songs uh, with its kind of attitude towards that kind of subject material. Yeah. Uh, And then musically, uh, I think um, for me, it it, it relates to, uh, Hitching a Ride by Green Day. To me, it's like a fast, faster version of Hitching a Ride by Green Day. It's got this um, kind of uh, 
uh, how do I put it? Uh, like a honky tonk kind of, you know, is how that Green Day song goes. And, and uh, uh, I was kind of, I think I kind of captured the feel of that song a little bit. Um, it's it's my favorite. It's if, if it's not my favorite song to play, it's one of them. Uh, I really uh, like the way the chord progression moves and how I can mm -hmm. move along uh, with it physically on stage. When I play with the Scabby Ghouls, I enjoy it so much playing live because I play extreme metal. I don't ever want to just stand there with my guitar. There's nothing wrong with people doing that, uh, but I want to put on a show. I want to put on a very physical performance and, mm -hmm. and move up and down the stage and jump up and down as long as I can until I blow out a knee one of these nights. <laughs> uh, I kind of can't believe I haven't rolled an ankle or anything like that yet. Um, I think I've only fallen down once. <laughs> uh, with the Scabby Ghouls, I'm really kind of uh, free to do even more of that than I could ever do playing extreme metal because uh, the music is a little bit easier to play. And that song I really can go nuts on, and I just love playing it uh, live. Um, and I, I love what my, my wife did with the vocals on it. I love what my wife does vocally. Yeah. Uh, her lyrics are great and clever and so fun and funny. And, uh, and then so is the, the vocal delivery. Um, uh, she doesn't just sing the song. She makes this. Uh, she performs. She performs. Yeah, she performs. And, and it's, uh, it's so hyperbolic. Uh, yeah. Um, and then Stranger Danger flows into Spaghetti Western. I was watching a lot of Westerns. Uh, I got out on a, a kick where I watched every Western that Clint Eastwood was ever in and, and some other ones. And uh, kind of, I didn't, I didn't realize that the time when I started watching these movies, I'd always loved The Good, Bad, and The Ugly. I didn't realize that that was the third movie in a trilogy, the Dollars trilogy. Yeah, uh, yeah. There, there's a fistful of dollars fistful for of dollars. a few dollars more. And, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I, I evidently Fistful of Dollars was the first spaghetti Western. And I guess Clint Eastwood couldn't get work in Hollywood. And uh, and then he went and did this movie with Sergio Leone in Italy. And that's how his career took off. Yeah. And then I, so I learned fr from that, uh, you know, I was really into the, to the music and, and, and uh, Dallas was sitting there, you know, kind of half experiencing these movies while I was watching them. And we got into the idea of writing a spaghetti Western song Um I guess uh, in the 40s and 50s, there was these huge budget Westerns that had full orchestras and everything like that. The movies that John Wayne was in and whatnot. And then when they went over to do them in Italy on a budget, uh, they didn't have all that. And it was like one guy just playing a guitar with some reverb. And it was basically like surf guitar, but with just different percussion. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, and, you know, and then he would literally take like a couple of pieces of wood, smack them together to make a whip crack and things like that, <laughs> uh, to make like these cheap soundtracks for these films. And they kind of become a genre unto themselves, uh, that I was just fascinated with. So I wanted to write a spaghetti Western song and I'm on YouTube watching videos. How do you write a spaghetti Western song and studying and trying <laughs> and not finding any inspiration. And Dallas just picks up the guitar and writes spaghetti Western. I mean, she just wrote it. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, and it's, it just blew me away. Uh, she blew me away again with, with like she did with Mr. Kitty's Pizza Party. And then uh, uh, we only played it live once. We would like to, we had, you know, this grandiose vision that we'd, we would bring in some extra people on stage to do some of the other sound effects. And we just, we haven't ever achieved that yet. I don't know how feasible it is, but uh, uh, it, it may only kind of wind up being a studio thing, but we went nuts with it in the studio like we did with... Um, with Mr. Kitty's Pizza Party and has several extra tracks. We added the 
train whistles and the gunfight noises. There's a whole story <laughs> of like of a of a hero and a villain, uh, kind of chasing each other and duking it out. Uh, and then and then the end of it is kind of is, is the conclusion of the fight, uh, uh, ending with you know death at the end of the gunfight, and it's all told without lyrics, with just uh, the sound of horses' hooves and gunshots and whip cracks and train whistles and the Wilhelm scream. We used the Wilhelm scream. Uh, a couple times. I don't know if you know what the Wilhelm scream no, I is. No, don't. What is it? It's it's like um, I can't remember what movie it was from originally. Um, you should look up the story to this, and I wish I remembered all the details. But uh, they captured this guy's scream, and I think kind of unintentionally somehow. I'm trying to remember what happened, but they used it in in, a, in an old movie, and then it kind of became. It's so hilarious, this scream, and it became like this kind of tongue-in-cheek joke that then directors for decades after would stick into action movies to be funny oh. <laughs> uh, and, and kind of make a reference back to this this old sound effect. And you use that in... Uh, yeah, in- yeah, and it's, and it's in Spaghetti Western a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's in, a, it's in a lot of Westerns and war movies and things like that. So it's like looking for, for uh, what do they call them, cookies, or what do they call those things? Like yeah, movie? yeah, yeah, it's an Easter egg. Easter egg, yeah. It's like let's yeah. let's listen for the Easter egg of the Wilhelm scream yeah. in Stranger Danger and Spaghetti Western with the Scabby Ghouls here on the Music of America podcast. Stranger danger. 
Stranger Danger and Spaghetti Western. Stranger, real quick, uh, Louis Hazard, our guest here from the Scabby Ghouls. Before we go into the last segment of the show, Stranger Danger, just on me, I wanted to bring this up. Isn't that uh, like a a kid's song? Yeah. From, what was that? I remember my kids growing up singing something about Stranger don't Danger. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I don't remember the specific song, but I remember, you know, just the concept of Stranger Danger uh, and, and like Dare and stuff like that being kind of... Uh, sort of emblematic kids uh yeah. programming kind of things that we had in grade school to you know kind of like stop drop and roll you know don't talk right, to strangers right. and don't do drugs yeah yeah these okay <laughs> these, these these what is the this is your brain this is your brain on drugs yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my wife might remember the song i don't know but, i just remember that uh and and i wanted to bring it up and i didn't so now i did so it, yeah it's from that era of like like you said dare was a big thing back then too yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Louis, this is fun. This is really a lot yeah. of fun. And yeah, it's been a great time. Uh, the last segment of the show we call Shameless Self Promotion. You don't have a website, but people can find you. They can hear your music, which is what your your goal is to have you have your music heard, right? Yes. So tell yeah. us how we can find you, listen to you, support you, do whatever. Yeah, we are the Scabby Ghouls on Facebook. We're on Instagram and TikTok as well. Uh, mostly just. Uh, uh facebook and instagram um we don't we don't really curate the tiktok thing very well but there are some videos up there yeah um and then uh we're available uh pretty much wherever music is sold digitally uh we have a distro kit account so you can you can buy our music on apple itunes cd baby um uh, we're on spotify on spotify you can listen to us for free or you can buy us uh we're for free on youtube uh, we love for people to support us, but more, most importantly, we just want people to listen to our music. Uh, we have uh, a couple of music videos on YouTube as well. Uh, yeah, and if you if you search the Scabby Ghouls in Google, all kinds of stuff will pop up. We've we've uh, uh, done some press releases before too, so we have articles about us uh, uh, and other interviews with us um, all over the country and to some extent internationally. Uh-huh. Uh Um. Yeah, yeah. So if, I mean, if you look up Scabby Ghouls, you're going to find us. And uh, and we also have for for those are, who are interested, uh, can message us on Facebook or 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 email the the Scabby Ghouls Gmail .com and we will we're happy to ship out T-shirts, uh, physical CDs, stickers, pins, uh, all that stuff. Now, stickers is a fun thing in our our house in Vermont. When we go see shows, I'm one of those guys that always buys CDs because I understand, you know, yeah. that uh, even though it's only a couple bucks you make it's more than a couple of cents that you make on certain streaming services that we won't yeah mention, you know yeah, yeah so I, we always buy the cds in fact if it's a band we really really like we uh there's a couple of artists that we're familiar with in vermont that we buy their cds for christmas gifts you know right on because they're that good, good for you but stickers we have yeah. our bathroom doors are just covered with stickers nice. we have those old barn door doors you know that slide back and forth yeah, yeah, yeah on either side just covered with stickers of bands that we have seen through the years right i'll and, definitely uh, send you some stickers stickers are always fun they're always appreciated yeah, yeah. And i'm building a studio in my house in in missouri and i'm gonna have a wall of stickers so that's gonna be cool. one of the things once it's done and i do my first recording down there and everything i'm gonna write everybody that's been in this podcast and say if you've got <laughs> stickers send them to me so i can put them on the wall in my control room or something you know nice louis it's been a lot of fun thank you yeah, it's been great good luck good fortune you have open my eyes up to uh, want to listen more now to to punk especially your songs because we have a very similar twisted sick sense of humor i think 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, if, uh, if you're listening to some punk, definitely check out the Clash too. Yeah, I, I, I did do the Clash back in the day. Uh, yeah. you, a, a lot of the the Ramones I did back in the day. There were a lot of bands that you mentioned that I have listened to. The Dead Kennedys was one I actually listened to with some regularity when they right. first came out, but I just kind of lost lost favor of the flavor. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah it but comes I'm, full circle. Yeah, it always does. Yeah. All right, my brother. Thank you so much, Louis Hazard and the Scabby Ghouls. Up next, John Luce. And Plan 9 wraps up our visit to Nebraska here on the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.